I'm Corey. Hi, I'm Tess. Welcome to A Lovely Place. We're so glad you've joined us as we invite Jesus into the midst of our lives, learning, and laughter. We hope this podcast can encourage your heart and make you smile today. Hello! Hello, my friend. We made it. We are... We are on the last episode of our Find Your People series that we've been doing uh, on Find Your People by Jenny Allen. So, goodness, it felt like it took a long time to get to this episode. <laughs> it did. It was like rescheduled and rescheduled, but that's we're keeping the pace. Yes. Have, yeah. It's just like, okay, we're in where we need to be, and this was a, a lot to chew on in this book. Right. Well, and I feel like we're we're using some of our good skills that we learned from um, from end emotional eating. We're we're being kind to ourselves and and also la- the lazy genius way. We're knowing what season we're in and we're just uh-huh. kind of taking it taking it as we can. So, um, yes, but we are finally here. And since the last time that we recorded. Corey and I got to meet. Um, we met in the middle for a little inspiration retreat and kind of had some good conversations about um, our format for the podcast and like just our intentions, how we want how we want things to be. And so uh, we might be structuring things a little bit differently today than we have in past episodes. And it is our hope that we'll just be intentional in what we say. And um, we've been very prayerful about how we, you know, what we felt like God was wanting us to say in this episode. So, um, listeners, we're glad that you're here with us and that you're hanging on for the ride. So (laughs) (laughs) as we as we learn how to communicate and how to share, right, because they feel like our our intro or whatever the our lives learning and laughter how important that is to us and then just i just am thankful for that and how god is working through us in this and in our life basically that's what i'm trying to say yes yes definitely (laughs) and i feel thankful that we've made it as far as we have in the podcast we're on episode 56 which is just exciting so yeah. You know, it's like we're persevering and that's a value of mine apparently. So <laughs> Oh, that's good to know. And then just to just keep practicing. Like I saw something that was talking about you can't get to one hundred until you went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, hundred. So we're half, right. we're over halfway to a hundred of practicing <laughs> something that much. So I appreciate this process. Yes, me too. So today we want to start with a question. Um, We felt like some of our other episodes, we'd kind of gotten into this rhythm of just feeling like we were almost doing a book report on like the chapter that we were on and we didn't really want it to feel that way. So we wanted to start the episode today with a question. And the question is, what if God wants to shake up our perceptions and expectations of what community and family should look like? And Corey, you were going to share a story today of, um, you know, a recent example of God shaking up maybe some of your perceptions with you and your 
serving and loving at your church. So I'd love to hear your story. Look at it, because I was like, what was I going to say again? <laughs> the day I was re-putting my thoughts together again, and it was like, okay, here we are. I feel like the change in my perspective was, what? why am I actually doing what I'm doing at church? And I feel like last spring, God was just like, hey, just hold on a second. And I was just on the track to burnout, and I wanted to quit everything from homeschooling to church to... All, not that I wanted to quit life, but I just was like, there's too many things on my plate and I can't do it anymore. And I just feel like there was a time of like, hey, just push pause for a second on this. I'm not in a space to make any major decisions right now when you just want to quit everything. So I've learned that. So that's a good thing. And then, um, and then in that time of resting and praying, I felt like God was like, go to Europe, have a vacation. Like the whole spring was just a challenge of um, with Stefan's job and not and changing and just the different things are in life. So it was like, okay, have a break, go and enjoy life. Like what? What? What about that? Like <laughs> what? What if we did that and just was in the moment? And so then, in that time, praying before that trip and during the trip. I just felt like God was saying, I want you to love and serve. So then I'm like, okay, how do I unpack that, God? Like, what is, what do you, what do you mean by that? And then, mm -hmm. um, and now if, since we're recording today, we have another chunk of time that's giving me perspective on this from when we first talked about this a month ago. And so I just love how God sees the whole picture and we just live in it section by section. It's like, oh, I see what you're doing now, and I see how this love and serve is translating. So last spring, I told the children's director I didn't want to be in the classroom teaching anymore with the kids. It was just too too much for my brain at that moment. But I know that that is a place to serve and to love. So I was like, oh, what do I do? And then we were hosting and leading the connection group, and I just felt like that. Um, just created some mental clutter in my brain. Like I was doing things that were supposed to be spiritual. Those are good things, but it was like I was doing them for the wrong reasons or my heart mm -hmm. wasn't in the right spot. So then it was like, okay, what if I did this filter? How am I loving and serving? And what does that actually mean? That means connecting with people. Hence this whole book we read by Jenny Allen, find your people. Like, so opting out and quitting the small group that wasn't how to love and serve so i was like okay that doesn't make sense but do i need to be the leader and the host no i can be in a group and i can be participating in loving and serving so that's just what we ended up doing and it took conversations and more prayer and so this is like six months of time swooshed into this whatever minutes this is <laughs> um just so you know, it takes time to hear what God's saying and to mm. translate it, right? Because there's still, let's go mm. make dinner. Let's go drive to the grocery store. Maybe you have to go drive to the store and then make dinner. <laughs> but anyways, it's like, whatever, time. Ah. So, yeah. anyways, loving and serving. And we said yes to connection. And so now I'm helping the children's ministry 
teacher by preparing the behind the scenes stuff for the lessons. So I'm loving and serving the kids, even though it's different than I thought, which gives me more time on Sundays to be in the prayer team, which was my heart to be praying. So I just was like, thank you, God, for shifting and changing my perspective of what I should be doing to what he's wanting me to do, be doing. So it's like flipped it on his head. Yeah. Well, and I love that you took that time to pause, like that you had the wisdom to pause and to go, okay, like it's okay for me to feel like I want to quit and to pause and like consider, but you know, it's okay to feel tired, but also like realizing that just up and quitting everything isn't going to get you what you're looking for, you know? And so the pause I think is so important because I think if we don't, if we don't bring that pause in there, it's really easy to just be like, I'm done. And then you're like, oh, what did I do? Dang it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) all or nothing, right? Like, yes. Like what if we were in the right middle, middle minute, or I don't even know if middle is the right way to say it, but yeah. What's you figuring out why you're doing something? Right. Well, like moderation, you know, it like doesn't have to be do all the things or do nothing. It can be, it can be with moderation. So um, I appreciate that because I'm very much an all or nothing kind of a person as well. So I have to work on moderation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I really have to work on that. So, you know, it's, it's like hard sometimes to be committed to the people in your life to be committed to your church family. Like it sometimes, you know, like some of those conversations may have been awkward or inconvenient, you know, but it's worth it. So. And I didn't um, want to disappoint everyone either. Right. Like that was like a feeling that made me feel awkward and nobody was really disappointed. Right. Like, like, Oh, already then. Yes. Well, and one thing, too, that I try to remember with, like, serving and um, especially in ministry is that, like, if if I'm not feeling like this is where God, this spot is exactly where God has called me and I step out of it to pursue what God is calling me to, then it opens up that position for the person who is really called to do that instead of me just, you know, like taking up room there, but feeling like I really would belong somewhere else instead. So, yeah. And I think sometimes we make calling like this big to do and it's like, well, wait a minute. He's telling us to be in community and love people. And so I feel like that God just helped me boil it down to like, what does that really mean? Yeah, that's good. Okay. So, um, there's this quote from Jenny. Uh, it says, it's risky to go through life heart wide open to what God has, to love people without critique or guardedness, to put your whole self out for people to know, but also to judge. Yes, it's risky, but in return, you get friends. You believe the best. You find an imperfect church community. You get to be imperfect yourself. I'd rather live life heart first than guarded, even if that means I bleed more. So um, that kind of leads into a little bit about what I was going to talk about. Um, so 
a couple of years ago in 2021, um, I was the kids pastor at our church and we had a one-year-old and also our, you know, our two boys. And I was just like feeling so overloaded and not like, like I was not able to do the job to the ability that I wanted to and um, made the decision after a lot of prayer to step down. And I also don't really like to disappoint people. It feels like I'm definitely a people pleaser, still something that I'm working on. But, you know, it was like, oh, gosh, like, what are people going to think of me? And um, but it became very apparent that that was what needed to happen in that season. And um, but we very much wanted to stay at our church um, because the, you know, everybody at BG4 had just become like our people. And so it was like, okay, we don't, we don't want to leave. Um, but that, like, that was probably one of the most awkward seasons of my life. I think like in hindsight, looking back, it feels like it would have been so much less awkward to just quit <laughs> because I needed to quit, but then to leave, you know, like staying was difficult and you know like it just like all the transition and the new people coming in and um it just it was a lot of those like awkward conversations and things like that and definitely you know not like a clean break if that's what you think of when you're you're when you're quitting a job like um and so I think if I had known how like how difficult it would be I think I might have chosen differently and I think sometimes that's why God doesn't um let us see the whole picture ahead of time you know because then we might make different choices but I have been so thankful and like so blessed in the um like in the after season like the awkwardness is over you know <laughs> and we're you know, like after getting back into rhythm and feeling like these still are our people, it's amazing to see the fruit of that. Um, and so that leads me to my next story. So, um, but I want to start with this quote first. So Jenny said, I believe that God is asking you and me to let people into our daily lives, into our deepest struggles, into our sin, into our routines, into our work and into our dreams. And I just appreciate the way that God works. Like, I feel like sometimes things don't happen exactly the way that I would expect or understand, but they turn out to be really beautiful. And even in people that I might not expect to, um, to find things like that. So in August, I got to go to Guatemala to um, our village, which is called Chivitz. And this is my second time that I got to go. Um, I went before in 2019 and Guatemala is my favorite. Like I'm, I just, I love it. It's so close to my heart, um, the people there. And it was such a beautiful time. Um, but there was just something really special about this trip and the way that God connected me in relationship with the people who were there, you know? So um, a couple of the people I had gone with previously and so was already fairly close to them um but we had we had this time of sharing like every night a couple of us would share 
either our testimony or something that God had been speaking to us, you know, recently in our lives. Um, and so we were gathering, we were in our hotel um, in near the lake that we were staying at for our like sightseeing part of the trip. It was after we had been in our village. And <clears throat> I felt like God was prompting me to share um, some very vulnerable stuff about some of my struggle with um, with our middle child and some of the stuff that he's been going through and some of the like the shame and that I have felt through that process um, and the way that God's been speaking to me through that. And so I shared and um, what, later one of the women on the team approached me and just told me how touched she was by my story and felt like it was very similar to her story with her son, who is an adult now, you know, but had, some, you know, some of the same themes running through um, our stories. And it just opened up some amazing conversations where I felt, um, I think, like, understood in a way that sometimes only happens with someone who has experienced similar things, like, kind of like a, it's not just me, but also just like this, this amazing feeling of being seen, you know, <laughs> and uh, someone who like understands the struggle because they have been there with it. And um, it was just, I, I wasn't expecting it. And I had this moment um, in the, in the bus where it was just like, I don't know, where it just touched my heart. And I was like, these, these people like are my people, you know, like, um, they're my community. Like I see them every week and at church. And then we've had, we've shared this beautiful experience together in Guatemala. And it was just such a, a touching moment. And then that reminded me of this quote, um, from Jenny. She said, in other words, there are probably some stand-in family members all around you, ready to accept and encourage and love you, if only you'd choose to see them that way, if you would let them in, if you would commit to them. And I think sometimes I just get this idea of what family should look like or what friends should look like and the type of people that I assume, you know, will be my friends or my family. And I think I don't know. I feel like God has this way of just kind of blowing that out of the water and being like, actually, it's going to come exactly where you don't expect it to. And it's good because, you know, because he's so creative in the way that he just works the things in our lives. Uh -huh. if we'll just like open up our heart to um, to see them. So well, and I think that on the backdrop of this, like you kind of touched on um, Guatemala but I don't know if our listeners know Battleground Forest Square Church has partnered with Food for the Hungry. And so yes. how many years are their teams going? I know COVID <clears throat> threw a loop. Yes. So our we first, <clears throat> excuse me, I think we first picked the village either in 2017 or 2018. Um, and then our first like whole team trip was when we went in 2019. And then we had another... 
uh, group trip that went in 22 and then this year, but we go every year. And the normal plan is that you partner with a village for eight to 10 years. Um, but it may actually be a little bit more just because of COVID, you know, uh -huh. but um, it really is such a cool experience like that we get we get to go there, we get to meet our sponsored kids. We get to see the people of the village over and over again and build relationship with them um, and see the kids grow up. It's just like such an amazing experience, like something that I never really knew that I wanted until I experienced it. Um, but such a cool way that God brings together you know, our community here and their community in Guatemala. And it oh. just feels like this, um, this kinship, you know, that I never would have expected. So. Well, and yeah. hearing you share about that trip and this conversation on your trip with the team members and feeling that family, but now hearing you say it now, I just see it layered over the yes to say, yes, I'm staying at Battleground Foursquare through the awkward in your daily, weekly life. And then you get to be in Guatemala again and touch base. Like, I just think how beautiful that is of, like, I just have that tapestry picture together of all the threads that yes. tie together. And that makes me think of that conversation with you and me at the picnic table in... <laughs> Our kids are playing and we've talked that was just such a beautiful picture. So I just think how amazing God is that he works through our awkward, through our desires. Like, that's it. We're done. We don't want to be hurt. We don't want to be do it wrong. We want to just, um, I don't know. We don't want pain or I don't even know what the right words are. But right. But if we stay in community, if we stay where God's saying, hey, you need a church family, you need friends around you, and to be vulnerable, like, then you didn't miss what was right in front of you with this other mom that had this shared experience. Like, how yeah. beautiful is that, that it, we, God honors our staying. So yeah. I, feel, I feel like this episode is about perseverance. Like, yeah, keep, keep going, friends. Like, don't, we just, there's treasures along the way, even with the pain and the yuck and the gunk. Yeah, and the messiness. That's what I think, too, with that with that word picture of the tapestry. You know, so Corey and I, I don't even remember what was going on in, in our lives, but we were talking about how sometimes, you know, things can be dark and things can be messy and it's like when you're looking at the back of a tapestry and all you see is just these like threads or even like cross stitch or something it, and it looks really messy and you're like, what is going on there? And then you turn it around and it's like, like this beautiful picture, but you never would have known that from the, from the other side. And um, so I love that God is the one that holds it all together. He's the one that is, is doing the work. Like we're just... We're the thread, you know, we get to we get to submit to him. He's doing the work. And then we get to see this beautiful picture of love, you know, um, when we get further along. But sometimes in the moment or in the in that small stretch of time, it feels hard or it feels messy or awkward or dark or whatever. We, You know, it feels uncomfortable. But then God 
uses those things to make something beautiful. So, amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> yes. Which that leads us to our verse that we talked about in Ephesians chapter 4, 15. Instead, speaking the truth in love, in, or, yeah, sorry, let's start again. <laughs> speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each does its work. So I think that fits again with that, the thread picture, right? Of the God's the one putting all these threads together and we're all the different colors or whatever, however you want to make that. But um, yes, sounds a little more exciting than ligament in my <laughs> brain right now. <laughs> right. I like, I like the thread illustration, <laughs> but we'll be all right with Paul and his ligaments. <laughs> He probably was, whatever. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Maybe he was feeling sore and moving I, around yeah. and was like, oh, Jesus, I need you. Because <laughs> you're holding me together. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can relate to that some days. <laughs> yes. Yes and amen. Yes. Okay. Well, so since this is the end of the book, um, Jenny ends the book with a prayer. And so we thought we would also... And our our series of, you know, going over her book and also end this episode with a prayer. So, God, we need you. There is no other hope but you. We are trusting you afresh or maybe for the first time. Jesus, you were enough for our sins. Thank you that you made a way for us to first be right with God and second to be right with each other. Thank you that you dwell with us. Thank you for giving us a purpose beyond ourselves. Thank you that you have not forgotten us. Thank you that you are preparing a place in heaven for us to be with you forever. But in the meantime, we want heaven to come to earth. We want your kingdom to come to earth. And God, you say that we are the ones to bring it. The church carries the hope of your kingdom to the world. So God, would you heal our broken relationships? Would you help us to live this? God, will you help me personally find deep community? Help me make friends and keep them as I live out my commitment to you. I will build my village and your church. I will play my part. I will be honest. I will restore. I will pull people close. I will stay. Your word promises we can heal. We can forgive. We can overcome the divisions that threaten to destroy us. So may we be faithful to believe that and to fight for it. God, give us a vision and a hope that is bigger than our human limitations. May your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Yes. All right. Well, friends, um, for those of you who are still here, we are... Starting our next book, which is um, Building a Resilient Life by Rebecca Lyons. So this is the second book we've done. Um, we did Rhythms of Renewal, um, <clears throat> which was a really good one. So um, this one seems like it's going to be a little bit of an emotional book, but I think it's going to be good. And I think that we can all use some resiliency 
in our lives. Um, so I'm excited to get started on that one. So that will be episode 57. We will get started. So any parting comments, Corey? Um, I'm just feeling encouraged to keep going and keep not, or I guess keep going is not quitting. <laughs> yes. But just like, like saying, <laughs> okay, Lord, I'm in this with you and you're in it with me and we can find people. It's my yes. prayer that we yes. would all, we would all have people. Yes. Amen. Yes. All right. Well, thank you. And we'll see you all next episode. Okay. Bye. Bye.